I read that Tim is going to change the world through ping pong. After having seen what you've done, I think you're you're on your way. I think you're succeeding, man. I didn't I didn't write that. I think Lawrence wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the summer camp series of the Happy Startup School podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Tan. I'm very happy to be speaking with Tim Haltom, the founder of the Brighton Table Tennis Club. He's one of the speakers at this year's summer camp, and he's going to share with us how ping pong can bring together migrants, refugees, disadvantaged peoples, homeless, seniors, people with disabilities, kids, all kinds of people, all together through the magical sport of ping pong. Before we get into that, I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to the Happy Startup School. If you don't know already, it is a community of like-minded entrepreneurs and change makers who believe there's more to work than money. This community is passionate about making a positive impact in the world without sacrificing what's important to them. The summer camp is an annual gathering for the community to reconnect and re-inspire each other. Find out more at happystartupsummer.camp. Brighton Table Tennis Club, making a statement, taking a stand. Brighton Table Tennis Club, this is written by John Kaufman, who's like my hero as a, as a teenager. He says, Brighton Table Tennis Club has won the beautiful accolade of being the first table tennis club in the country to be nominated as a club of sanctuary. Uh, they have proudly declared that their club is a welcoming sanctuary for refugees, asylum seekers, and all those that have been cast aside as the other. And the funny thing is, once you have decided, once you have declared, sorry, for your fellow man, all sort of vistas start to open. Because if you dare to take the blindfold off, all the usual petty prejudices we humans love to hold dear start to evaporate. Physically disabled people soon become just people who happen to have this or that disability. It's the same with those with learning difficulties. It should be no surprise then that the Table Tennis Club is the, is the first club to ever train one of their members to be a level one table tennis coach, a coach who just happens to be born with Down syndrome. It should be no surprise either that Brighton Table Tennis Club makes no distinction between those making, those seeking refuge from war-torn lands and those seeking refuge from the ravages of Tory Britain. Word has spread. Not only do foreign-born refugees find a welcome home at Brighton Ping Pong Club, so do the nearby travellers and Roma. And you've probably guessed it already, in this climate of open house, everybody seems to get along with everyone else. And why shouldn't they? And it should be no surprise either that many of those who have become welcomed into the warm embrace have gone on to become proficient table tennis players. And why wouldn't they? So yeah, it says, it's not rocket science, but it did take enormous courage, I don't really think so, uh, to make a stand, stand up against the flow and declare unambiguously for your fellow man. Anyway, that was written by the guy who's... Uh, set up the best club ever in London. So they, they, wow. were, great. they were great. And that, that was about social inclusion and about winning. But yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's just a good, the best medium for just getting people together and getting on and playing and meeting each other. I find it really inspiring. And I'm really curious also, how did you get into table tennis in the first place? And how did you bridge this to seemingly incongruent topics of migration and the sport itself like how did that come together the first question when i was eight there was a little table tennis club in the youth center next to where i lived in london and i started to play and when i was 11 we moved into central london and i used to go to willsden to this fantastic table tennis club called um london progress table tennis club and they had um 
there were 10 times British national champions. Lots of kids did really well out of that. So that was kind of the inspiration as a kid. The guy that started that club was a history teacher. He's called John Kaufman. And they were 10 times national champions in the senior British league. Loads of kids, loads of really um, amazing success stories. And that was where that was where I played. So I didn't play table tennis from the age of 16 to 22. And then I moved to Brighton for university and uh, met a couple of people. And between us, we said, right, let's set up a club for the local kids. And it's just kind of gone from there, really. Um, the work with the refugees is like probably the, the highest profile thing we're doing at the moment. But... There's loads of other strands to the club. So it's kind of, it's, it's not a refugee table tennis club. It's just a table tennis club for everyone. So we have sessions for kids that have been kicked out of school, looked after children, travellers, over 50s players. I saw you got a group also of uh, cancer recoveries. We have a Wednesday morning ricochet plus session for people affected with cancer. So it's bounced back positively. We're doing um, three, two times a week, learning disability session, loads of players. And you have the first uh, coach, the first Down syndrome coach, yeah, Harry table Fertile. tennis coach. But he kind of he's representative of yeah, any, any anyone anyone can um, can get on with it and play table tennis. But we're doing stuff with um, the street homeless community, so amazing homeless people too. They've all played table tennis in uh, prison or were as as kids, and um, the most recent project, which is about to, I think, really take off, is in. Uh, uh, in a in a prison, so there's a prison in South London. Yeah, we, we've started. We've done seven weeks, and it seems to be like a really good model for improving good behaviour. Something to do, giving them something to think about. We're going to train them all up to be coaches, and then they can teach the rest of the prison when they got time on the wings. And then when they come out of prison, uh, they can join a club. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious from your experience that. What were the most surprising things when you, I mean, basically, did you start out knowing exactly how it's going to be or did it just develop into? <laughs> it, ch it changes every day. Yeah, nice. I mean, we found a model that worked. We found, a, we found something that works. And it's like, well, who else can it be applied to? And table tennis can be applied to anyone of any age from five-year-olds with severe disabilities. You can only kind of roll the ball across the table to, yeah, some of our kids now, some of our 11, 12-year-olds are the best in the country, top five, top 10 in England. So, yeah, we've got, we've got a really good team of people here now. So we've got, you know, head coaches and elite players, but also we've got the community and the inclusion. And it's, it's not just about, you know, come and have a, a place to come and feel safe and, and, and feel comfortable. It's like come here and play table tennis to a really high level. I'm really curious also about how is it taken? Is it all positive and, or have you had some people question? I mean, from current political situation right now, you doing something like this is quite a statement. I think Brighton is um, unusual, yeah, unusually like liberal and progressive. It's been universally positive feedback. And if there are people that come in that might not be particularly welcoming to refugees or asylum seekers, as soon as they met them, as soon as they met all these lovely guys, then uh, they soon changed their minds. If they did have any prejudice, then they soon leave them. Yeah, that, that's what's interesting. So you're normalizing the presence of refugees. You're normalizing the presence of people with Down syndrome or, or travelers. And that transcends beyond the, the, that goes outside the door of the club, you know? What do you hope this, uh, what do you hope your club is going to eventually expand into? Is there like some think... dream you have for this? People keep saying, you know, Brighton's not very big, you know, population of 300,000, but there's literally, we think we've got a thousand people in Brighton playing you know, just over a week. 
So that's a tiny proportion of the whole town, and there's lots of places that we're not doing it that we'd like to locally. And what we think we can do is um, set an example. So rather than try and like take over everything, just other people can follow the lead. What we what we want to do, and what what we've started doing very recently, is to build a network of progressive table tennis clubs. So you know, a network of solidarity of clubs that are interested in using table tennis as a competitive sport, but also for, with some social social goals. And there's a really good club in Cardiff, Cardiff City. There's a, there's a few clubs in London, in South London and West London, that where there's people doing stuff, you know, in prisons or with the local referral units of kids that have been kicked out of schools or, or with refugees. So there are other people doing progressive things through table tennis. And, uh, yeah, we want, to, we want to network everyone up and build sort of a grassroots, uh, a grassroots movement of... Um, table tennis clubs doing good things and uh, we've been told by Sport England and Comic Relief and other people like that that, 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 that that's what they want us to do sure. and, then they can, and they can back that you know I have a question for people who are not into sports for example or people who probably like it might not even cross their mind that sports could be this very um, integrative social activity what would mm. you say to them uh, you get met with scepticism. You get met with people that are like, no, I'm not sure. And literally, if you if you put the right coach with the right person for a couple of hours, you know, a couple of hours of one-to-one, everyone can play table tennis and everyone can enjoy table tennis. There's something kind of um, primal about it. That's a quote from someone who comes to the Ricochet Plus session. So she's had cancer. She says she's never done any sport. She came along here. She says she's never done any sport. She's in her 50s and she loves it. Yeah. And you've got kids in the club that aren't particularly sporty that can get on with it. And it takes them a bit longer, maybe, to get going. But once they get going, they, 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 they take off, you know. I mean, the table, the table Tennis Club was working with seven, seven or eight years with local white British kids, disadvantaged white British kids. And it still has lots of those in the club. And that is what the, who the club was set up for. And the model that was used for those guys, the similar model is rolled out and used across all the other sessions. But the, the Club of Sanctuary stuff, and having the top three Down syndrome players in the UK has been really great like exposure and, and, and good PR. But the narrative of the club is about the friendships across all kinds of social boundaries and people that would never meet each other. So, for example, 26-year-old with Down syndrome from Woodingdean, who's like the champion from, from the UK champion and going to win the European Championship. So, Harry Fairchild with Farhad, who's uh, 17 from... Um, a Helman province in Afghanistan. He's walked across Iran, walked across Europe. You know, he's been here for two years, come through the Kelly jungle. Uh, Harry, Farhad and Geraldine. Geraldine's 53, Northern Irish, um, a woman. Yeah, she set, up, she set up this Ricochet Plus stuff for people affected by cancer. And, and they, they, they wouldn't, they, those people wouldn't get to meet each other in, in, in any kind of um, church or mosque or school or um, pub. You know, because of the the discrepancies in people, the well, the differences in people's um, ages and and hobbies and everything. Totally. There's just so many little friendship groups that is just giving them a platform to to to, to naturally um, get to know each other. So you know, it's, it's, it, there's sessions for different groups. Like we just talked a bit about the timetable, but then the whole point is that there's times when um, people get to it's, it's the overlap, it's the crossover, and it's the um, yeah, the cross-fertilisation of all the sessions and that the people get to meet each other and get to know each other properly over, you know, months, years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's, it's just increasingly interesting. We just had a session with 
10 traveller boys, Irish travellers, aged 7 to 13. And we had a Spanish 40-year-old volunteer coach, a 16-year-old Sudanese refugee volunteer coach, Wenwei, who's 63, helped found the club, China, UK Chinese champion, the kids love. Geraldine was in there with me, the Northern Irish lady. And um, who else was in there? Andrew's the, the number two player with Down syndrome. And it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't they all get on together? But where, where else and how else could all those people get to meet each other? Like, the Irish traveller community are the most marginalised group of people. You know, the, 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 the universal support for the refugee programme that we've been doing now is, is, is great. That's fantastic. But what we want is to make a statement and say, yeah, we, we want we want to do this in prisons. We want to do this with you know, with everyone, and 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 with a bit of social inclusion, it's, it, the results are um, yeah, amazing. The results, I mean, good, yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story, and I'm sure a whole bunch of people will just be blown away by what you guys are doing. And I think it's incredible. You're right. There's no church, no other place. People as the, kind of, the the club grows and the, that mix. That mixture grows as well. Oh my God, Tim, thank you so much for making the time yeah. for this conversation. But yeah, thanks, Kat. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and I hope that inspires you to join the next summer camp and meet people like Tim in person, as well as a tribe of people from various fields who care about living a purposeful life and who know how to have fun while at it. You can find out more at happystartupsummer.camp. Thank you again for listening. And if you enjoyed this and want to hear more, please leave us a rating and a review over at iTunes. Just search for Happy Startup School and you'll find us over there. We'd really appreciate it. I'm your host, Katina Tan, signing off. Stay awesome, stay curious, stay happy. Thank you.